I have a little boy called William who has got cerebral palsy and because of him I started a blog called Mum on a Mission. I also run a Facebook page under the same name um, and I discuss all sorts of things about life with a disabled child. Today is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day, a day to raise awareness of the condition and to celebrate the lives and achievements of those who live with it. It's estimated that one in 400 babies born in the UK have a type of cerebral palsy. Figures indicate that with the birth rate in excess of 700,000 a year, there might be as many as 1,800 new cases of cerebral palsy in children each year. I'm proud to be mum to a very determined little boy who has cerebral palsy. William is nine and suffered a lack of oxygen prior to his birth, which resulted in severe brain damage and a diagnosis of CP. Cerebral palsy is a condition which affects people in many different ways, and William is at the most severe end of the scale. His CP affects his muscle control in his whole body, resulting in him being unable to sit, stand, walk or talk. He has no control over his body and cannot make many purposeful movements. But despite that, he's one of the happiest children you will ever have the pleasure to meet. He's a very determined little boy who rarely lets his frustrations get the better of him. We try and make sure he lives a life as full as possible. And whilst he cannot do some of the things that other eight-year-olds do, he still has great fun and always has a smile on his face. His disability has opened my eyes to many barriers faced by people in the UK who have CP. And there's one major barrier preventing my son and thousands of other people with disabilities from living their lives from the full. When William was small, and until he was about four years old, we were able to go out and about without much thought for where we were going and how long we'd stay. Sure, we had to pack meals, and make sure we had enough nappies and a change of clothes, much like you would do with a baby, but it was doable. All that changed, though, when he became too big and heavy to put onto a baby changing unit. And suddenly we were forced to face the sad reality that people like our gorgeous son seem to be invisible to much of society. That can be the only reason that their needs haven't been catered for when it comes to public toilets. By public, I don't mean council funded toilets. I mean all toilets available to members of the public. To date, there are only just over a thousand toilets in the whole country which William can use. But to put that in perspective... There are 600 public toilets in the Shard alone, and William can't use any of those. I naively assumed that when William was too big for the baby changing room, we'd simply use a disabled or accessible toilet, because he is disabled, so it would make sense that those toilets would meet his needs. But as you'll know, if you've ever snuck into a disabled toilet, the only difference between those toilets and a normal loo is the addition of a handrail, a lower sink, and sometimes a bit of extra space. But William can't stand up. He can't sit without support and he can't use his arms to transfer himself onto a toilet. And he won't ever be able to. If you can't transfer yourself to the toilet, then you're going to need some help, either from a carer or ideally from a hoist. But have you ever seen a hoist in a disabled toilet? Luckily, William's pretty light at the moment, less than 22 kilos. So I'm able to lift him onto the toilet. Once he's a full grown man, I will have no hope of doing that and I will have to rely on a hoist to help me. But before I can lift him onto the loo, I need to remove his trousers and he can't stand up, so my only option is to lay him down. And have you ever seen anywhere suitable for me to do that in a toilet? It pains me to say that the floor is our only option. Toilet floors have an average of 77,000 germs and viruses, so it isn't somewhere I fancy putting my son. 
not least because he has a low immune system, something which is very common amongst people with cerebral palsy. These days, if we want to go out as a family, we have to ensure that we're going out somewhere which has a changing places toilet, in case William needs the loo when we're out. He may not have developed many skills over the years, but he does understand how to use a toilet, and he's not happy to mess himself, and I wouldn't expect him to, simply because he's disabled. Of course, that means that our days out are limited, either in where we go or how long we stay, and I've lost count of the number of days out that have been cut short because there wasn't a toilet available. Shopping baskets have been left in the middle of a supermarket because I've had to take William home to use the toilet. Invitations have been turned down because I know that there won't be anywhere for him to go for a wee. And many large businesses and services are not willing to provide such facilities, regardless of the need. Approximately 1 in 260 people in the UK need a change of places toilet. But until the businesses change their stance, William, and therefore my, world will remain limited. He can't go to the cinema, he can't have a day out, he can't even do the weekly shop with me. Although he's probably relieved about that. Cerebral palsy is not a condition you can prevent or cure. It's for life and it affects people in diverse ways. But one thing that remains the same for everyone with the condition is the need to empty their bowel and bladder. Changing places toilets are the only place that offer a safe and dignified solution to do that. So today, I want you to know how difficult it is for disabled people to find a usable toilet in the UK and maybe help to do something about it. Come and get in touch. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Mums Missions or on Instagram as The Mum on a Mission.